0: This July the 14th Picks edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Circa Sports. Circa Sports is back with their Circa Survivor and Circa Millions contests. $40 million up for grabs. Get all the details at circasports.com. Welcome everybody to the MLB Gambling Podcast. On the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Thursday, July the 13th, and we are here because baseball is back. By Jove, we've missed it. July the 14th, we have a full card on Friday nights of MLB action. Um, joining us, three man show tonight. First off, um, he's been neck deep in the tennis. Uh, Handicap in Wimbledon, which I think a lot of the uh, D-Gents have been. Uh, Scott Reichel, Scott, what's happening?
1: Uh, nothing much. Looking forward to having actual games again. No offense to the All-Star break, but when the All-Star game no longer determines home field advantage, I don't really care that much more about it, so it is what it is. I understand why they decided a couple years ago to remove the importance of an exhibition game, but that's what it is. It's an exhibition game. Congrats to the National League, though, for winning. It never happens. So, congratulations to them and Elias Diaz for winning MVP. Overall, though, the All Star weekend, I basically broke even. I had a decent amount of money on the longest home run under 490 and a half feet, which got there. Having said that, I also bet on Alonzo over 21 and a half home runs in the first round. Oh, yeah. He had 21. with 50 seconds left, and his pitcher was Greg Maddox and just started throwing a lot of uh, pitches that (laughs) Alonzo couldn't hit. It was just a great job pitching by him. So lost some money there. I also had the National League first five team total over one and a half uh, in the All-Star game. They only had one because of Arena and Garcia were making jumping catches at the wall, and I had to deal with that. So overall, basically broke even. Looking for the games, though. Looking forward to them.
0: Yeah, uh, I think there's a lesson to be learned somewhere in all of that, Scott. Uh, Also joining us is Mr. T. Smith. Lonte, how are you? Yeah, doing good.
2: I didn't have any action, didn't watch any uh, All-Star festivities, so I'm glad I can just keep my money and just spend it on uh, tomorrow, so hopefully we can get on the
0: right side of some of these games. Yeah, we've got 15 games. We've got 12 on the board, which isn't bad. A couple of hours ago, it was looking a little bit uh, more ropey, but we've... uh... But we've done it tonight. The uh, YouTube chat is live and well. Probably oh, what? Lucky Darius? Is that what we're saying? Uh, Lucky Darius was first in. Uh, well done, you. Good evening. Who else is there? King Turt, Chris Moore, uh, LG, Aidan, TVD, BGG, and Millie. Everyone is in there tonight. Um, I accidentally stumbled into the um, review section of the Slack channel a couple of hours ago, and I never find myself in there. And it's probably a good job because it turns out there's quite a lot of reviews. They have a right good go at my accent. Now, I didn't think it was that bad. Uh, So I'm going to stay out of there. Um, Someone also had a go at my corny jokes, which I took more offence at. Uh, But I say things and new people respond. So I don't think the accent can be that terrible. Um, Right then. It's not a bad card. There are loads of tight games on the books. There's loads of like minus 115, minus 105, plus 100, minus 120, stuff like that. It's not quite an opening day feel. Which you could kind of. I I looked into. I looked at this thinking you might get more of an opening day pitching matchup just because everyone's had the had the break. But there are a lot of tight games on the books, Um, so lots of uh, good things that we can we can be getting our teeth into. And we're going to start with. There is no baseball, but that is not a huge problem. It's Friday night, so I can chill out. Uh, Six oh five. Eastern is the San Diego Padres and the Philadelphia Phillies. We have you, Darvish, for San Diego. We have Christopher Sanchez, left-handed pitcher for Philly. Minus 115, the Padres. Minus 105, the Phillies. Total nine and a half. So we start with one of these close ones, uh, and Scott can break it down for us.
1: Yeah, so for this one, I'm actually going to go with Philly at home here. San Diego has been better lately, but they're still not a good road team. 18-24 and on the road. Philly is 22-16 and at home. Sanchez, relative unknown, but he's been decent this year. 2.84 ERA. I'm really anti-Darvish. I don't think he's been very good this year, and it's not a hot take. 4.87 ERA if you want to dig deeper into the numbers. He's been really bad on the road. 6.16 ERA away from home. Uh, His last couple of starts, five innings three earned against the Mets, six innings, four runs against the Giants, five innings, six runs against the Rays, five and a third, four runs against the Rockies. He's really not been good lately, and I feel like this line is suggesting that the Padres have a significant starting pitching advantage, but I disagree with that because I really don't think that Darvish has been that good this year. Now, I know, once again, you're looking at Philly's pitcher as a relative unknown, but Philly was very, very hot to enter the All-Star break, and I do think, once again, With Sanchez's form this year, I don't think San Diego should be minus 115. So I'm going to go Philly at home, uh, potentially getting a small amount of plus money.
0: I absolutely love handicapping baseball. Just the first 10 seconds when you started, then just sent me straight to a happy place that I haven't been in since last (laughs) Saturday or somewhere. Uh, Thanks, Scott. We're back. We're back. We've got a game on here. And I agree with you. Um, Darvish gives up runs every time, like every time. Um, Sanchez is going along fine. He doesn't get many walks or home runs. His numbers are good. Um, and it's the presence of Darvish's name that makes this price. Um, those numbers with another name next to it in Philly are minus 130, minus 135. Um, yeah, Philly minus 105. Agree with Scott Blonte. Yeah, I agree with both of
2: you guys. Um, my main key and takeaway was exactly what Scott brought up with Darvish. I mean, 17 iron runs in his last four starts, ton of contact. Um, San Diego's offense did get it going. Uh, They had five or more earned runs in four of the last five games. So that kind of worries me. But, again, it it is San Diego. We're talking about model of inconsistency. Um, I like Philly at home, 22 and 16 at home. I like the overall, so I think we can see runs. And you mentioned Sanchez. He's he's not been bad. It's a small sample size. But, you know, one earned run in each of his last two starts. Um, He has allowed a home run in his last three starts, so that's something that he might want to – I'm uh, trying to cut down on, and especially with the bats that they got in the San Diego lineup. But couldn't agree with you more. I, I like the Phillies at home. I also like
0: the over. Uh, you like the over in there. Um, yeah, yeah, King Tut was asking earlier on about some uh, if you could sort throwing out some player props. Um, but the uh, the the YouTube chat section's obliging there. Manny Machado is the one uh, that most of the people look like against the left-handed pitching. Um, Captain Saino and Laird have joined us as well. Oh, my goodness, Terrell's here. Uh, Terrell might be one of my top seven all-time people, I'm going to say. Uh, Not top five, but I'll put him top seven. Hi, Terrell. It's lovely to see you in there. Uh, 7.05 Eastern, first pitch, the San Francisco Giants and the Pittsburgh Pirates. uh, Ross Stripling for San Francisco. And it's Dick Mountain Day, nice and early in the second half. Left-handed pitcher Rich Hill goes for Pittsburgh, who are a plus-105 uh, underdog at home, stripling of the giants, a minus 125. The total is set at nine. Another tight one, Lonte What have you got?
2: Yeah, so, um, what game are we on? I'm sorry, I was just kind of sidetracked. Giant, so pirate giants, <laughs> Pirates, Giants, Pirates. Oh, yeah, so is it? Um, I just want to make sure I got my notes straight. Was uh, they're doing an opener for San Francisco, right? Russ
0: Stripling, just, you, yeah, yeah, three innings, maybe. Yeah,
2: okay, yeah, so I thought so. Yeah, so um, Pittsburgh, they won two uh, of the three series back in May uh, of a three-game set. Uh, I like San Francisco a lot here. Um, the 150 – is it still 150? I got I got my notes. I got 150. I'm sorry.
0: Uh, I one minus one twenty-five. I've
2: got. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I like that even better. It was one fifty on the overnights when I, when I did my notes. But yeah, and San Francisco rocked Rich Hill uh, in the one game that they did win back in that May series. He, uh, they had six earned runs on nine hits. Um, and San Francisco is usually uh, good with openers. Uh, I think their pitching depth is is pretty good. Manaya is likely to do the the stretch. After uh, Stripling gets going, uh, San Francisco also a lead on the road, twenty-three and nineteen. Pittsburgh reeling a bit; they lost four of the last five going into the break. Uh, I didn't like what I was seeing with from them uh, over the past month. At the end, especially toward the end of June, um, I'll lean to San Francisco. Uh, like I said, I think in their bullpen games, they usually um, they used to go pretty well. Uh, Recent success over Rich Hill. Uh, I like San Francisco here. I wouldn't be scared to play it on the money. I'm mean, on the run line
0: also. Okay, so a strong feel for the Giants there from Lunte, Scott.
1: Yeah, I like the over in the game. Simply put, I'm not sure what the Giants are going to do from a pitching perspective. Stripling might go three or four. He's not very good anyway, so we'll see what happens. But the Giants are going to be using, I don't want to say a bullpen game, but we'll see, once again, how they piece it together. Not exactly a great option with Stripling starting with a north of six ERA. Having said that, though, I'm not a big Rich Hill guy. He was pretty good for the first month or two of the season, and he's been falling off a cliff lately. Uh, but when you're looking at his recent performances, I've mentioned on the show for a couple of months at this point, I've been fading Hill regularly because his last couple of outings, he has really not been good. Really, the command has fallen apart for him. He's, he's walked a lot of guys, and I do think that the Giants are very capable of teeing off against him. But to look at his recent starts, uh, four innings, five runs, five innings, three runs, six innings, four runs, five and two-thirds, Uh, five runs so he has not been pitching that well i I don't mind the first five over i think hill's probably going to give up a couple three or four maybe in the first five i think you're probably going to end up seeing stripling company give up a couple of runs too. the giants historically speaking have done very well against rich hill in 83 career plate appearances a 329 batting average and a 386 on base percentage and seven walks in that span too so I don't think Hill's going to pitch well. Uh, We know he's 43 years old, doesn't exactly have any speed to his game. It's all junk ball off-speed stuff. I think the Giants are going to be able to handle that, so I do like the Giants team total over. But Hill has walked at least two guys in each of his last seven starts, which is insane to me. I don't mind the walks over for Hill, but I like the over in general for this game.
0: That walk prop is um, yeah being totally gassed up by... Um, uh, TV DBJ captain saying? Lane saying it moved from minus one twenty-five to minus one sixty-five overnight last time. So, if you want that Rachel walk prop, uh, you need to be joining us live firstly, and then you need to get involved pretty early. Um, I'm going to go the other way here. I'm going to take Pittsburgh just for a couple of reasons. Um, the Giants weren't just weren't hitting at all before this break. Uh, really, really struggling. It was south of two hundred, I think you said. Um, the opener... Or sort of the piggyback start. We have seen Sean Mania come in behind whoever it's been. Um, but they've, they have have lost four of the last five starts at Stripling's gone. The only thing with Rich Hill is, and I get everything that you've laid out, I just think maybe after a little break, he's, he's been a classic example of the old guy, Fade. We've got a pitcher coming up in a little while who has been the opposite, he w- who was flouted that low. Um, but I just think maybe he's had his feet up for a week, uh, Rich Hill. So if we're going to get a good start out of him, it might just be at home tomorrow, uh, when he's being able to shut out for a little bit of time and rest his weary bones. Um, but yeah, I don't like the Giants. I wouldn't be taking them at all. So yeah, Pittsburgh at plus money, we'll take a little risk on them. Okay, next is a 7 uh, 705 Eastern first pitch. It is the Miami Marlins at the Baltimore Orioles. Santi Alcantara uh, for Miami and Dean Kramer for Baltimore. Even money on the Marlins, plus 100. The Orioles are minus one twenty. The total is eight and a half. Um, Alcantara three and seven on the year four seventy two eore. Um, what you're trying to analyze here is does does Sandy get a fresh start for this second half? Um, two of his last three starts were good. I think he's going to have a good second half. I've heard other people who you know more than me claiming he's going to have a good second half. And did, that bad start that he had thrown in last year was against Atlanta. Um, who will just take anybody apart? So I do think he'll go well, and the Barlins have been great as well. The Barlins have been um, more than backable because they're always a decent price as well. They're never too short. Um, Dean Kramer is nine and four with a 4.78 ERA. Now the first thing that struck me just comparing those two records and the ERAs, uh, three and seven against nine and four. Um, but Alcantara's ERA is six points better than Dean Kramer's so just shows how important. Uh, Baltimore of B but also the Kramer's been riding his look a little bit. He's very inconsistent. His last three games, he's given up 1, 7, and 3. So where's that going to land? We don't really know. His June ERA was 5.91, and I'm just not sure about him. Uh, Baltimore have won uh, five in a row, but I do think signing can go well. Teams can be a little bit rusty coming off the break. I'm going to take Miami here at plus 100, Lonte.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. Um with, with Miami. I actually like both teams um a lot. Baltimore, like you mentioned, they won five straight all five been on the road, outscoring opponents forty four to nine in that time frame. Uh, but like I said, I think Miami at a plus price is pretty good. I, I would take either side at plus price. So whoever was gonna be the dog I was gonna be on. Um both teams playing well offensively. I, I could see some, you know, both pitches having you know a rough inning against the the uh Each other's offense. Um, Sandy's been better. You mentioned it. One earned run, two of his last three. He's also had two earned runs or fewer in three of his last five road starts. So he has pitched well on the road. Um, For whatever reason at home, he gets banged up a little bit more than than on the road. But Dean Kramer, I mean, he's allowed two or more home runs in four of his last six starts and at least one home run in eight of his last ten. So that's something he has to to get down. I think we see some runs here, so give me Miami in the over. And I would also probably lean to maybe some home run props for um, the Marlins lineup at the top of the lineup.
0: Okay, lots of action there for Lunte, Scott.
1: I actually disagree. I like the under in this game. I think 8.5 is too high. Uh, just looking at the overall numbers, besides the fact that with the All-Star break, you, know, you never know how the offenses are going to look, if they're going to be a bit rusty or not. But I'm going to go by the pitcher's form. Alcantara's been better lately, and you mentioned now he's been better on the road than at home this season. Kramer, once again, his numbers aren't great, but he's had a couple of really bad outlier starts. And besides that, he's been pretty decent. Uh, To go through the last couple starts, for example, against the Yankees, seven innings, one earned. Against Minnesota, three innings, seven earned. So that was an outlier bad start. Uh, Against Seattle, seven innings, three earned. And against the Cubs, five innings, one earned. And then the start before that against Toronto, six innings, two earned. So he's been fine in four of his last five starts. He just had one really bad start, which ballooned the ERA. But he's been fine. Alcantara, I do think, is a solid pitcher who, even though he's been underachieving this year, he's been progressing as the season has gone on. I just think eight and a half is too high for a total. This number feels high. Alcantara can give you a lot of overall length. And when you're looking at the last couple of outings, It's kind of similar to Kramer, where he's had some good outings lately, but a couple of blow-up starts. He was good in two of his last three, though. Uh, Six and two-thirds, one run against Philly. Six, uh, He went five innings, gave got four innings against Atlanta. Seven innings, one run against Boston. He's been better lately. I am aware this has been dangerous, but eight and a half feels really high to me. I'm going to go with the under.
0: Okay, it's an under for Scott. Uh, Circus Sports are back with the two great contests: the Circus Millions and the Circus Survivor. 14 million dollars in guaranteed prizes up for grabs. The Circus Millions: you need to pick five NFL games against game the spread every week. in you know, the Circus Survivor, just pick a different moneyline winner each week. Entering Vegas, play from anywhere. The SGPN crew will be out there for the last weekend in August. Go to circusports.com for all of the details. That is circusports dot com ok next on the board is well it's off the board actually this is one of the three games we have no lines on it's a seven o seven Eastern first pitch between the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Toronto Blue Jays Ryan Nelson uh, recently announced starter for Arizona but TBD and I've got no idea no inkling at all who might be going for the Toronto Blue Jays uh, no lines on that Scott I mean anything you can tell us about this one yeah I'm just
1: going to fade Nelson I'm just not a big fan of Nelson in general. I'm hoping Arizona's record will keep this money line from being too crazy. Toronto should be favored if I had to guess, but probably a small number, minus 130 if I had to guess. But Nelson's been really bad at home and really good on the road, so maybe he's in line for a good start. But he was good in two of his last three outings, Uh, seven innings, one run against the Giants, seven and a third, one run against the Angels. Got buried against the Mets, three innings, seven runs. I don't think he's very good when I've watched him pitch at least. And Toronto, I know, is a psycho team that Malcolm hates. But <laughs> I I have not been sold in Arizona's recent form. I don't exactly think they hit the all-star break playing some good baseball. Uh, I, I think that at the end of the day, Arizona's a good team that's a little bit fraudulent, in my opinion. Toronto at home, I think they'll be able to get something done in this game. I know Nelson's numbers are decent on the road, but... As a whole, I think Toronto gets it done. I got to wait to see what the line's going to be, though, uh, because if Toronto is a massive favorite, then I'm probably going to have to find alternative ways to back the Blue Jays. But I see minus 175, actually, on DraftKings for Toronto. That's too high for me.
2: Is that what Bassett...
1: Uh it could be, but I don't have a listed pitcher. Yeah. yeah. 175 with an undecided pitcher though is massive. Like I'm not sure if mm-hmm. I can take that. I was hoping it'd be around 130, 140, but 175. I kind of gotta reassess everything now because that line's really, really big. I'm not sure yeah, if I really yeah. find much value on this game, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, that's it. You see if you see a line like that and you, you want to run or you've got to try and find different ways of playing them. I mean, Ryan Nelson's road stuff has been good. So, I mean, at that price, you could pivot uh, to the D-backs. I hope the D-backs – sorry, mate. Go on, Scott.
1: I was just going to say, I'm trying to think here. The total I see is nine, juiced to the over, which means with that money line, you're probably getting Dimebacks team total of three and a half juiced over. That's probably how I'd lean to it. I'd probably look at Arizona team total over three and a half, guaranteed nine at-bats. That would be the only approach I'd have. But once again, I like Toronto a lot more when I didn't have a line for it.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Um, I, I do. I hope the D-backs have a good second half. I just don't want them to waste what they've done, but I, I have got slight concerns for them, um, even just the fact that they were kind of hunted down by the Dodgers in towards the end of that first half. Um, so I hope they can, uh, they can keep it together in the second half. We'll see. Uh, lonte you have anything on this? Yeah, no, but at that price, I'm definitely
2: um, going to be on the, the D-backs here. I think they needed that break. Um, I mean, I'm not as down on Nelson as, um, as some are. I, I think he's fine. Uh, but Toronto, just too inconsistent for me. I mean, they went they win a game 12-2 and then get no hit the next night. So... I mean, that just goes to show you how inconsistent they are. To be
1: fair, Springer had a kid, so he was not in the lineup for that game. But, yes, they got no hit by the Tigers.
2: Yeah, but still, they, they got no hit by the Tigers after winning two <laughs> of the two. That's, that's I forgot about that. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to probably look at the over, uh, regardless of who the pitcher is. So I'll be on the dog and the over. I think both teams offensively uh, can get it going. So give me the over, and I'll take the dog, Arizona.
1: I did the math right in my head, right? back's team total should be three and a half juiced over with that uh, overall. If it's not,
2: if it's nine, uh, it's minus it, one
1: seventy-five. I mean, like I, I think that's got to be five and a half, three
0: and a half. Yeah, sounds right. Yeah, I'm all right with that. Um, let's talk about the game. We do have some uh, odds on seven ten. First pitch, the LA Dodgers at the New York Mets. Julio Arias for the Dodgers, left-handed pitcher, uh, Justin Verlander for the Mets who are plus 105 at all, minus 125 on the Dodgers, total of eight and a half. Uh, Arias is six and five on the year, 476 ERA. Had two starts back from the IL, um, and the most recent of those was better. Um, Gave up three hits and two end runs against Pittsburgh. I think if I was before backing Arias, I'd like to see it again. He's obviously capable. I don't think... Um, you could you could back him if he was a better price, and you fancied him to go well. But a minus one twenty five, I'm not really sure it's worth taking the risk. Uh, Verlander was going well um, before the All Star break. A two or three ERA in his last five starts. Two of those last three were scoreless as well. And um, four of the five that Verlander pitched in for the Mets went under seven. So pretty low scoring games. You know the Mets were scuffling along. Um, I think both SPs can hold it together here. Um the Mets aren't hitting lefties great. They're only hitting 235. Eight and a half just looks really, really big. Uh, I can easily see this going under. So, yeah, I'll take my first under of the card. Scott?
1: Yeah, I don't mind the under there, but I am going to look at the Mets' first five. It's been profitable for me. It's one of the only profitable angles you have with the Mets recently. It's just taking Verlander to pitch well at home. He's been really, really good at home. I don't really have much more to add there. So when you're looking at the numbers here, Urias has been really, really bad on the road so far the season on the road 26 and two-thirds innings pitched in the 8.44 ERA it's been catastrophic with him in opposing ballparks Verlander's been great at home for the last couple of months I know the Dodgers lineup is intimidating but the Dodgers are a really bad road team especially when it comes to the pitching I'm gonna go with the Mets first five here I'll back Verlander I'll fade Urias Maybe Verlander gives up no runs again. Wouldn't totally shock me. But I do think when you're looking at how these starting pitchers match up against each other, I want nothing to do with Urias on the road, and I really don't want anything to do with the Dodgers on the road. So I'll go with the Mets' first five with Verlander.
0: Yeah, I like that score. Lonte?
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take it a step further. I like the Mets to win it um, outright. Um, they've been playing really good baseball outside of the Padre series before the um, break. We won six of the last ten. Um, they did take two or three back in April, but, of course, two different teams right now. I like
1: I like how that's really good for Met standards, by the way, going six and four <laughs> in the last two. In the game. last
2: <laughs> two? <like really> <laughs> you got to take, take baby steps, man. You got to take baby steps. But uh, Verlander at home, I mean, it just like nails. One earned run combined in his last three starts. It hasn't allowed more than one earned in his last five home starts. Um, Urias, I kind of got to see him get back in the groove. Uh, he was roughed up against uh, Kansas City, was it,
1: that he played? He was decent to start. After that, but that was at home. So yeah,
2: yeah, the ro- the road start is what I meant. Yeah, road start, Kansas City. Yeah. So um, I think that the I think that Verlander is going to shut the offense down. To be honest with you, I think he's going to be comfortable at home. Uh, he's faced some good teams at home and pitched well. So I like the Mets, especially if you can get some plus money on the Mets. So I don't I don't hate the first five. I don't hate uh, taking a, the under also in the first five, uh, especially with the Mets offensively. I mean, I'm pretty sure the bats aren't going to wake up um, over the break. They probably least benefited from the all-star break than anybody um as, as hot as they was running but uh yeah give me the mets uh at home i, I like them a lot here
1: i am curious though malcolm since you've had some yes. time off are you still high on the mets in the second half yeah i think they'll be you fine are. yeah you got yeah. to sleep on it i wasn't sure if you were fully committed or not yeah i'm all in i'm all in both feet got, uh you
2: yeah got a, you gotta bet on them the win the win the division or something
1: no there was two you know division against the braves what do you had in you your mind Maybe the playoffs.
0: Yeah, playoffs, Maybe. I'm sorry. Playoffs, playoffs, I'm sorry. Yeah. The C- calm down, the <laughs> Braves are like minus um, 20,000. Come yeah, on. You're right, you're right. No, we did, I did look at a gazillion bets over this last week for, from now to the end of the season. And there was more that I had. There was so much stuff that I loved, probably incorrectly, that you know, I didn't get the Mets involved. I took a, I took a Pete Alonso top home run prop at 6-1, to one, uh, but I didn't get the Mets involved just because there was so much stuff that I really liked. I couldn't get involved in everything, so... I do think they will go okay, but they never made it onto my uh, my my limited funds um, my betting card. Uh, one team who did who were involved in this seven ten Eastern first pitch uh, interesting divisional series here to come out with uh, it's the Milwaukee Brewers at the Cincinnati Reds where we have Corbin Burns for Milwaukee and we have Graham Ashcraft for Cincinnati. Another tight one minus one twenty the Brewers plus one hundred even money on Cincinnati. With the tour, Laten, Lonte, Uh, this is a cracking series to get the second half uh, started with for these two teams. Yeah, definitely is a good series. Um, We saw it right before the break,
2: Milwaukee took two of three. Um, I'm a big fan of the Reds, obviously, um, as many of us are, but not with Ashcraft on the mound. I I just can't get behind him with Ashcraft on the mound. I mean, he's given up a ton of contact, seven or more hits in five of his last eight starts. Uh, In his last six home starts, he's allowed six or more um, earned runs four times, um, I mean Burns. I think he's cheap here. Uh, he's had back-to-back good starts, four combined hits and r- four combined hits and runs. Um, pitched six plus innings in, in both games, so he's going deep into the games. And one of those games that he pitched well in was against Cincinnati. He had two earned runs on three hits. So, man, I, I think Corbin can keep the you know he can keep the Reds offense limited. Uh, he has to limit the long ball though. He has given up a, given up a home run in four of his last five starts. But I'm simply going. Fading Ashcraft, bitten on um on Burns here. I like Milwaukee. That'll probably be my lock
1: at the end of the show. Oogie Doogie Scott? I'm really torn on this one because Ashcraft came back from injury, and Malcolm and I were pretty high on him post-injury, and he's been good. Just simply put, he's been solid in his two outings since. Uh, the problem that I do have, though, with the Brewers in this spot is the fact that the Reds just saw Burns the Friday before the All-Star break. So they just saw him. And I do think that could result in some problems for Burns in this matchup. But the Brewers have actually been one of the teams that have been really good against the Reds this year. They're 5-2, and two, so they've done well in the head-to-head. This is one of those lines that I think is warranted of being a pick So I actually think the line's where it should be. I'm really on the fence here, because Burns pitched well against the Reds on Friday, uh, right before the All-Star break, but they just saw him. And Ashcraft's been good in his two starts coming back from injury. Now I have to at least point out, Ashcraft faced off against the Padres and the Nationals, so two offenses that you know could be better, but still. I'm really on the fence here. Like I really don't know where I'm going to go with this one. I think I'm going to lean to the Reds, but I really don't feel great about it, but I really do think it matters when a team has just seen a pitcher and they're facing him for the second time in about a week. I see this being a coin flip. I like the Reds at home, though, and I think Burns is going to struggle since they just saw him. I'm going to lean Reds, but uh, maybe I'm putting a lot of faith, maybe too much faith in Ashcraft's recent form. I'll lean to the Reds. No chance I played this game.
0: TVDVG is cracking me up in the comments. (laughs) The Brewers' offense blows chunks, is his uh, scientific analysis of what's going on here. I'm not on the fence yet. Um, I have approached the fence. I have scaled the fence. And I have left to the other side. I'm all in on Graham Ashcraft. I think he's tremendous. Um, you're right. He came back from injury and his numbers are good. And he passed the eye test. I watched him in the one star. He looked really, really sharp. Just tried a few different things. He calmed himself down. He wasn't trying to throw it as hard. Completely under control. Um, the Brewers, we know about their offence. Now, another way I think... You actually just talked me out of this squad. I had the first five under written down, but you telling me about the, the Reds haven't seen Burns recently because Burns has been good against Cincinnati and he's been going well. Um, but I took the Reds in my uh, half-season uh, half uh, preview to win this division, so I've kind of got to back them up here. Well, yeah, I'm all in on the Reds and I think that's going to go really, really well second half. Um, he's been a darling of the show for about 18 months now. So, yeah, I'll take the even money about Cincinnati at home. Next up is 720 Eastern First Pitch, the Chicago White Sox at the Atlanta Braves. Michael Kopek for Chicago and Charlie Morton for Atlanta. Minus 250 on the Braves, plus 210 on the White Sox with a total of nine. Uh, Kopek three and seven, four oh eight, ERA. He's pitching well, and Chicago always lose um, in those games. Not stretched out very far, only four innings. Um hoping to get him stretched out, but I don't think this is a great spot for him, unfortunately, going into Atlanta. Um Charlie Morton is the one guy I was referring to earlier on when I mentioned about um going against the old guy Fade. Charlie Morton just hasn't hasn't fit into that category at all. He's nine and six on the year with a 343 ERA, but in his last five he's four and oh, 228. ERA, not being as good at home. Um, this is a hard game to bet on because obviously you've got a minus 250 favourite. Um, I've gone, we, I never pick these, so like maybe five of you, uh, because it never gets onto my radar. I'm going to take the White Sox, plus one and a half um, at a price of plus 105. Three of the last five underdogs against uh, Charlie Morton would have covered this um, plus one and a half runs. So I think I'll have a win. But I do quite like Copic. Um, maybe you get to the fifth in and out of him, and he can just keep them competitive. I might be wrong. This could finish fourteen to one. But um, I'm gonna take White Sox to maybe keep it close and lose because they always do. So Chicago um on the run line plus one and a half, plus one oh five, Scott.
1: Yeah, I completely disagree. I'm going to take the Braves minus one (laughs) uh, in this
0: game. You're good for the 14-1, yeah?
1: Uh, Simply put, I've mentioned it for months. I think the Braves are the best team in the league. I don't think it's very close. And then Tampa immediately lost like seven straight to prove me right. But Morton's been good lately. Last two starts, he's gone a total of 12 innings, one total run allowed. Shut down Tampa in Tampa last start, six and a third, one run allowed. The White Sox have problems. If you want a brief summary a synopsis of their season up to this point. Luis Robert got injured during the home run derby. That's kind of a perfect summary, isn't it? Like, he, he might be on the IL. I don't think he's going to play. He got I haven't home. seen
0: that at all. I haven't seen that news, Scott.
1: Yeah, he hit, a ball, he hit a ball 470 feet and then got injured. So I'm not sold on the mm-hmm. White Sox. Kopech might be fine. If you want to take the White Sox, I'd probably take first five because Kopech doesn't go any length, and I despise that White Sox bullpen. <laughs> But the Braves at home are a freight train. They're a great team, and Robert's probably not going to be in the lineup. That's enough for me. Give me Morton in good form. I'll take the Braves' run line.
0: Okay, Scott's pretty bullish there, Lonte, What have you got? Yeah, I'm on the the same uh,
2: side as Scott. Uh, I like the Braves' run line. They've covered seven of their last ten run lines. Uh, White Sox losers in seven of their last ten. 17 and 29 on the road. I mean, all signs point to Atlanta dominating here. They they're dominant as a favorite, fifty two and twenty three as a favorite. Chicago can't even cover as a dog, nineteen and thirty six on the season as a dog. Uh, yeah, Kopech has been fine. I I'll, I'll agree with you uh, there. Uh, he's coming off a shoulder injury though, and like you said, Mal, he's not. It's not the team you want to face coming off a shoulder injury. The so, Braves
1: have beaten up on better pitchers. Let's put it that. I way. mean,
2: yeah, that, that too. Uh, but I think the. I think the Atlanta team total over is probably the, the better bit. Uh, if he can't go deep into this game, if he can only go like three, three and a third or something like that, and they get to that pull, bullpen, like Scott said, it could be bombs away for Atlanta. So give me the Atlanta team total over, and I'll take Atlanta on the run
0: line here, minus a one and a half. Sorry, Mal. That's okay. You're probably very right. Um, it's just you're trying to find some way of handicapping Atlanta at minus 10-15. Uh, probably trying to be a little bit cute behind Kopech. Uh, Underdog Fantasy and Best Ball Mania 4 is back. Um, Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. Uh, Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on your favourite MLB and NFL season player props. Loads of ways to win on Underdog, and Underdog is available in lots of states too. Head to UnderdogFantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. 805 Eastern first pitch the Boston Red Sox at the Chicago Cubs. My guy Brian Bello goes for Boston, and it's the prof, Kyle Hendricks, for the Cubbies. Even money on the Cubs, uh, minus 120 on Boston. Nine and a half is the total. It's another one of those matches on the line, Scott. Um, can you split them?
1: Yeah, for me, I'm going to go with Boston in this spot. The Cubs have been okay. I mean, they're below 500, which makes them competitive in the NL Central. They're still not a very good baseball team. Uh, Hendricks has been okay, except he's been giving up a lot of hits lately. Mostly his last start against the Yankees. Now they came back and rallied. They were down 4-1, and I believe it was the seventh inning, and they came back and they won the game. But Hendricks, four and two-thirds, ten hits allowed, Four earned, two home runs allowed. Really didn't think he looked that good, and I've been roasting the Yankees' offense for months, and the Yankees did pretty well against them. I think Boston's a very good lineup. Uh, I think that they're a pretty solid baseball team. They're five over, and Bellow was very, very good. So Boston... I think it's probably worth a look here. Uh, both pitchers have actually the exact same ERA, which is fascinating. Uh, Bello's had a larger sample size because he's pitched 27 or give or take more innings. But I really like Bello. I think he's a very good young pitcher. Hendricks, we know what he is. He's a pitch to contact guy who throws low 90s in fastball velocity. Uh, Bello is a 2.87 ERA on the road. He's been really good lately. Uh, to go through Bello's numbers here, he's allowed less then three earned in each of his last five starts. That's good enough for me. I'm taking the Red Sox and Bellow. Hendricks, I know what he is. He's fine. He's a serviceable middle of the rotation guy. But he pitches to contact, and the Red Sox have a lot of good contact hitters. I'll take the Red Sox at a cheap price.
0: Yeah, of course, I know all of that. Um, no, no surprise. People know that I've been in on Bellow for a long time. And, and out on Hendricks. So a combo of the two. And I love that price. Um, Hendricks is always just seems on the precipice of a blow up. Um, makes me nervous to watch him. So yeah, I'll take Boston at minus minus one twenty. Lante. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, Boston's been on
2: fire. They're, they're one of the teams that I got circled on my um, bed on list coming out of the break. They, they won uh, eight of the last 10 before the break offense has been on fire. Seven plus runs in three of the last five games. Um, they're also 21 and 17 as a favorite Chicago struggles as a dog 17 and 28. And I'll expand on what Scott was mentioning with Bello. I mean, he's only allowed over three earned runs once um, in his last twelve starts. Four of those have came on the road, which is where he's pitching now. Uh, he's pitching deep into games. Uh, he's going seven plus innings in four of his last five starts. Man, I, I think the, I think the Red Sox are, are going to be dangerous coming uh, coming out of the break. Um, don't trust the Cubs at all. Inconsistent. Five hundred in their last ten, a bit up and down. Uh, I think Boston has a better pitcher on the mail. I think they got a better offense. So uh, I'll take the short number with Bello.
0: I picked up a 50 to 1 Red Sox for the division ticket this week, Lonte, as well. Uh, so we'll get one. We'll do it one game at a time. We'll start tomorrow by winning this one. I got, got them at 75 and 80. Oh, Lonte, you, you serve me. I love that. Uh, me and Lonte are going to be rich, everybody. Rich. I'll I tell you. So, Eight, so. 8.05 Eastern first pitch to Cleveland Guardians at the Texas Rangers. Aaron Savale for Cleveland. And John Gray goes for Texas, plus 130 on the Guardians. I nearly said the Indians then. That was another use. Uh, <laughs> minus 150 for Texas, and the total is at an eight and a half, Lunting.
2: Yeah, so I think Texas is also one of those teams that needed this break. Um, they lost seven of the last ten. They look kind of out of sync, um, offensively especially. Uh, they're back at home, you know, where they usually hit the ball pretty well. They're 27-18 on the season. Um, also 27-18 and on the run line at home. So usually if they're going to win the game, they're going to cover the run line. So that's something that, uh, that we'll probably get to later on in the show. But um, Cleveland beat up on Kansas City in, in their last four. So, I mean, not really a lot to read into why they were, you know, six and four in their last ten. Um, they did dominate, though, 20-11 to 11 in the Kansas City series. So, you know, I, I do give them credit for that. Savali's been okay, um, you know, if, if it is him on the mound. I've seen Savali and then I've seen them take it off. I see Savale right now. Okay, so he's back on. Yeah, I seen him take it off and put him back on, so I didn't didn't know. But um, he benefited from a stretch of of bad offenses. He pitched against Kansas City, Chicago, Milwaukee, Oakland. But, you know, credit to him for pitching well. I think this offense is a different beast. I'm going to go with Texas on the run line, and I'll lay the – I think 150 is short. Uh, I think it should be closer to 165, 170. So uh, I like Texas here. Scott?
1: I'm going to take the Guardians in this one. I do agree Texas needed the break because they were not playing good baseball and their division leads evaporated to two games because Houston's kind of climbing up the rearview mirror. Yep. But I don't want to lay 155 with Texas, especially with that bullpen at this point in time. Uh, Savali's been really good. Just simply put, uh, 2.56 ERA this season. I know last start, he pitched an absolute gem. Then again, it was against Kansas City, so I'm not sure if that actually counts. But the last two starts, 13 innings, only five hits allowed, only one earned run allowed. On the road this season, 21 and two-thirds, a 1.25 ERA. I am aware, once again, that is different because now he's against the Rangers, who have a good offense, but... I really don't want to lay 155 with a team that was falling apart before the all-star break and a team that's kind of been overachieving all season long based on preseason expectations. If the Rangers win, would I be shocked? No, I think they're the better baseball team, but for the value, I kind of like Savale here, uh, maybe guardians first five, but I'll take the plus 130.
0: Um Yeah, I'm on the guardians as well. For, from here on out, I kind of went dog crazy. Um, And, yeah, Cleveland are plus 130. A key figure you mentioned is the 125 road ERA there, Scott. Um, Texas really scuffling. I mean, Garcia coming back from all those uh, exertions in the home run. Derby, so might just take – well, it it does occasionally take teams a little while to get back into the groove. So, um, in Cleveland, we're playing playing better baseball lately as well. So, uh, yeah, I think the live here, plus 130. I mean, like I say, I don't think you can take minus 150 against Gray – um, who has been poor lately. This was, bet was pretty much strictly on start and pitch four uh, and I think Savali is uh, unjustly a, a bigger price there, plus 130, so I'll, I'll happily put that one in my book of dogs. Next up is an 8-10 in first pitch, the Tampa Bay Rays and the Kansas City Royals. We have Tyler Glasner for Tampa Bay and Alec Marsh for Kansas City, minus 310 on Tampa plus 250 on Kansas with a total of nine. Tyler Glass now, two and three uh, with a 410 ERA. Has really settled down now in his last three. Uh, pitch 16, and he's only given up five earned runs. Um, I'll be looking for him to go a little bit deeper into games now. He's uh, he's, he's proven um, that, that injury isn't Appearing to bother him at all Uh, and we know he can go deeper he's been striking out a lot of people if you're looking at a K prop tomorrow um, especially if we're getting more innings out of him he struck out 12, 11 and 8 in his last three Um, so consistent strikeout numbers there Alec Marsh 0-2 record, ERA of 7 has only started two games one of them was okay at Minnesota Uh, and then a home start a comparable game here um, against the LA Dodgers. Six hits and four walks. He gave up five earned runs. That Dodgers game is a good comp to this Tampa Bay game. Um, I said I picked a lot of dogs, but I couldn't this time. Uh, this was a boring old Tampa Bay run line pick, Lonte, for me. Yeah, I was I was about to ask, was this one of the dogs that
2: you went crazy for?
0: Not this one, no. I'm not that brave, mate.
2: Yeah, so um, you took you basically took my handicap. I, I like Glass now. His his K prop over. I probably laddered it up. Um, he, he struck out twelve against um, uh, against Kansas City. I think I want to say a week ago, maybe a week and a half ago. Um uh, but I like I like Tampa's team total over here. Uh, they failed to score two two earned runs or more in three of the last five. I think the offense should get back on track. You mentioned the March numbers. I mean, Kansas City's pathetic. Um, you know, and to expand on Glass now, he has six plus um, Ks in every start, eight or more in his last three. Uh, that includes twelve against KC. Uh, it's a good get-right spot for Tampa. Uh, like you mentioned, Mal, I think he'll go deeper into the game. He's getting more comfortable. Something that I did read that he uh, he left the game with hand cramps, so kind of monitor that. I'm not sure how. Uh, I'm not sure how much that can, that's going to affect him, but I think he should be fine though. I think he should be fine. Uh, I like the K prop over. Uh, I probably laddered it up to double digits to
0: get some plus money on that. And I like Tampa's team total over. Yeah, I saw that game where he left with cramps. And apparently it's happened to him quite a few times. um, And they didn't seem too concerned. It's just something that occasionally happens to his body, just a bit of an anomaly rather than uh, something to be concerned about. Uh, Scott?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to go with Tampa minus two and a half here. I I think they bury Kansas City. Just simply play. Glass now at 12 strikeouts against the Royals last time against them. In five innings, he recorded 15 outs and 12 of them were strikeouts. You know, impossible <laughs> that is to do. Like, I, I they they can't touch the ball when he pitches. Like, Kansas City's a really bad baseball team. The Rays also really needed the break because they were just leaking oil and then some uh, for the last couple of weeks. I made a lot of money betting on the Braves in that series because they dominated most of that series. Uh, but Tampa, at the end of the day, I think it's the better team, obviously. Kansas City is the worst team in the league, record-wise, or they're second worst, I think, behind Oakland or ahead of Oakland. But still, point is, they're not a good baseball team. Marsh is a really bad pitcher, who's only in the majors because Kansas City just called up a bunch of young guys just to see what they have. But Marsh isn't any good. Glass now is solid, and we know Kansas City's bullpen's not good either. I think Tampa kills them. I think they win this game by a bunch of runs. I'll take Tampa
0: minus two and a half. Um, I would put up Yandy Diaz as a possibility for maybe home, I see run. A home run for Diaz. Or, or the, yeah, props, because he, he started the season really well and then he stopped hitting home. It like the back end of May, he just stopped. He got one in the all-star break. Maybe he's had a little reset and will go again Um start the second half as he started the first half. So uh, Yandy Diaz could leave the yard tomorrow. 8.15, 15 Eastern first pitch, the Washington Nationals at the St. Louis Cardinals. This game is off the board. TBD pitcher for Washington. Um, St. Louis, we're TBD when we started this show. Uh, Miles Mikulis is now slated for the cards. But other than that, I have absolutely nothing. Scott, can you tell us anything about this?
1: Yeah, the Cardinals will be a bigger price than they should be. And I'll take the Nationals. But
0: that I pass. Yeah, yeah. Miles Mikulis stinks. Um, <laughs> he's way down my list. I feel a bit sorry for him because. It's only in the last sort of six or seven weeks that I've realized quite how bad he is. Um not good at yeah, five point three two ERA
1: at home as well. I'm I'm just not I'm not in. He was good against the Nationals earlier this year. Uh, seven innings, two runs. Did give up eight hits though. So the Nationals had a lot of guys on base. I don't know who's pitching for Washington, but if you want me to make a pitch here uh, for a side, maybe Gore pitches. That's what Kason's saying. Who knows? Yeah, that's, that's what I oh, think. Okay. I think
2: Gore earlier.
1: The Cardinals will be laying... They should never be lying. I'll lean to the Nationals. That's kind of my did, brief handicap. Did Miles Mikolas end up throwing for Mookie Betts
0: in the home run derby?
1: Uh, he might have, but Betts should have hit more home runs. If, uh, well,
0: he didn't, didn't really run. try very hard, Mookie <laughs> Betts, did he? he wasn't, no, he, he said just he having... just showed
1: up for the sake of it, and then he just <laughs>
0: yeah. left. So. He was just having a lovely time. Um, Lonte?
2: Yeah, I got nothing, man. I like the over though, regardless of who pitch, uh, who pitches. Uh, I think we'll see some runs. Gore, if it is him, he's allowing a you know a ton of contact. Uh, I hope he's not listening. I don't want to talk bad about him. I'm a big fan of him, but um, <laughs> yeah, man, he's allowing a ton of contact. I think St. Louis, regardless of how they are, I think like how they're um, how they've been going, I think they still can can hit the ball and get some hits off of him. But I like the over. Uh, like Scott said, if it's a big enough plus price, I'm going to be on Washington, especially in that first five.
0: If that's Gore v. Miklis, I'll take Washington every night of the week. Absolutely. 8.40 um, Eastern first pitches: the New York Yankees at the Colorado Rockies. Two left-handed pitchers in Carlos Rodon for New York and Austin Gomba for Colorado. The Yankees are minus 220. The Rockies are plus 180. The total is at 11.5, Lonti you on mute i 11 and a half is oh, it 11
2: and yeah. a half mate. yeah, yeah. I, I like the under i, I know it's it's course I, I do but i mean i think Rodon is is going to going to have a good a good outing i mean he was fine in his debut five innings pitched um two earned runs so I think the Yankees can get back on track here. But offensively, I mean, Scott mentioned it. I think we both pretty much have uh, sent out a fair share of slander for the Yankees' offense. Um, Gomber actually hasn't been bad either. Two earned runs in his last three starts. Um, so I like the I like under a lot, especially with, you know, how, I guess – Jekyll and Hyde, the New York Bats have been. Um, Both teams are somewhat under teams on the year. New York is 54% to the under. Colorado is 57% to the under. Um, Of course, I I don't want to lay the the minus 220 or 200 or whatever it is, and I don't want to lay anything on the run line with this Yankee offense, even though they will get all nine at-bats. But I like the under here, man. I think that's a little bit too much um, respect for a Yankee offense who hasn't been as good as the numbers they are.
0: Okay, the uh, rarely sighted under in Colorado for Lonte, eh, Scott.
1: Uh, I'll go with the Rockies money line in this one. Minus 220. What, are you out of your mind? Have you been watching <laughs> the Yankees for the last month and a half? What? <laughs> 220. Like, I, I understand the Rockies aren't a good team, but, I mean, damn, man. And you can make an argument, you know, Rodon's made one start in the majors so far this year. He was fine against the Cubs as the Yankees got no, one hit No by fucking Jameson.
2: run support for my guy, man.
1: They got one hit against Jamison Tyone. Right. In one, eight one. innings. So, yeah, I'm not sold on uh, the Yankees' offense. Not to mention the fact anytime you have a pitcher pitching in Coors, I got to look at the historical numbers because Coors is a separate animal. Rodon's only pitched in Coors Field once. Was not very good. Five and a third, six earned. So, limited sample size, but he was not very good in Coors when he pitched there. Minus 220. I don't know what the hell we're doing here. Give me the Rockies <laughs> plus one and a half. Rockies money line. Gomber's been decent lately. Yankees also hired a hitting coach with no hitting coach experience, which is not a good look when they what, sign what Sean Casey because he's doing, good friends man? with Aaron Boone. They what? use the hitting coach as a scapegoat. I don't think the hitting coach is good either, but they got bigger problems than that. I'm going to go with the Rockies here. I think it's a very good price. How about we get a new coach? Yeah, that that a new GM, new owner. Yeah, how about we you get know, a clean house? You
2: yeah, know. how about we do that?
1: I didn't Sorry, mention man, that by no, way, before, yeah, the way before. Trevor mentioned it News though. Talk. Yeah, to go back to the Nationals <laughs> game, I do like the Lane Thomas one and a half bases too. He's been very good for the last month and change. But uh, I wanted to mention that too. But for this matchup, two twenty is insane. I'll go with Colorado.
0: This is a Yankees pod. We all know that. Um, I I saw the George Costanza meme um, about the uh, hitting coach appointment. That made me giggle during you in the week. Of Um, course, that
1: that remains a constant. Then just launch it over center field. Yeah. Of
0: course. Uh, Lonte, you said all the right things there and then picked the wrong bet. You said the Yankees offense is terrible. Austin Gomba's been okay. And you didn't come down on the side of the Rockies at plus 180 like me and Scott did. Listen, man, I can't tr- I, I think
2: I think Rodon's gonna have a good a good day, which I think he's gonna shut down the office. Now it could, I mean, they could win one zero or two zero. I don't care as long as it goes mm-hmm. under. Cash you're in there. Yeah. So
1: I mean, I just have I just have a, just have a hard time trusting with... Rodon, only pitching five innings this season in, in the majors, and once again, he only made one starting course, and it wasn't very good. I, I just have a hard time putting faith yeah, in man, that, that price.
2: That's that's fair. I'm a little bit higher on him like, than, uh, than uh, you are, I guess, but that's fine.
0: I think I looked at that, Scott. Was that not in 2017? I think we might be picking a bit harsh here if we're going back six years. I ago.
1: assumed randomly it was when he was with the Giants, if I had to yeah. guess.
0: Yeah, it had to be. I, I thought know, I looked at that this afternoon, and I'm sure it was 2017. Cause it I thought it
1: 2017, of, but I, fi- I figured it was when he was with the Giants, if I had to guess. But let me check
0: um it's not important yeah the, the colorado have won his last team starts i know it was against detroit and the angels but uh yeah they can win again plus 180 I mean, it was going, 2017 it was, was it? <laughs> we're going underdog mad it's absolutely yeah. fine i
1: guess the stats uh, might not matter but it means he hasn't pitched in cores in about five or six years
0: so maybe he'll struggle again we'll see um tell you what you, you can uh you can tell that there's been a lack of baseball in this week the, the youtube comments is uh there's a load of people in there people have Chomping at the bit to get some baseball bets down. Um, E4, Notty Armers joined us. Jamie Lee and Nags as well. Oi, how you doing? A um, couple of games left then. We've got three games. Uh, Houston at the LA Angels. It's a 9.38 Eastern first pitch. Uh, JP France for Houston and Shohei Otani for the Angels. Plus 135 on Houston. Minus 155 on the Angels. Total at eight. Um... JP France, four and three on the year 326 ERA. He's been pretty reliable. Um, he's now started 11 games this season. He um his last five, uh, a good minimum six innings with a maximum of three earned runs. Which, for Houston, if we're, we're expecting them to have a better second half of the season, puts you in the game. It might not always guarantee a win, but he's putting you in the game um, and at plus one thirty five. I think that's all you can ask for. Otani pitches well at home. However, it's the Angels. A little bit like the Yankee situation that Scott was just blown away by. Um, the Angels were 1-9 in the last 10 um, before the break. They're still missing Mike Trout. Um, you just can't take the Angels under any circumstances. They will not find a way to mess this up. Uh, I think you have to take Houston. You get the better team with a serviceable pitcher plus 135 I'll take Houston Scott yeah I'm all over Houston this line's ridiculous uh Houston sh-
1: managed to cut into the divisional lead for Texas because they played some good baseball down the stretch I know Jordan is still out uh, he's doing a rehab assignment might be back in a couple of weeks but the Angels are the Angels you know they have a lot of talent they usually get hurt they all got hurt in one day uh but R- uh, Rendon's injured now <laughs> Trout's injured now they're below 500 again They're just not a well-run organization. And when you're looking at the Angels and what they've done well in years past, they're really, really good at wasting good Otani starts. They're really good at it. So I can see Otani pitching well, and then the bullpen blows it. But with the Astros' recent form and with the Angels having a lot of injuries now to the lineup, this line's a gift as far as I'm concerned. I'll look at the Astros plus money.
0: Excellent. Uh, So we've got two here for
2: Houston. Is it a team ride, Lonte? Yeah, it's going to be a team ride, man. I like Houston at the plus money. At the plus money, I think this price is ridiculous. They should be favored. Um, Halo's lost nine of the last ten. I I know we get a little bit carried away when Otani's on the mound, but like Scott mentioned, the Halos are notorious for blowing his his starts. Um, They did have a tough... Last well three tough series um in a row with the Dodgers Arizona and um San Diego but they still shouldn't is San Diego tough
1: they to them be, yeah. I don't know
2: to, yeah I, I mean I think at that time they were rolling offensively um uh, but they went one and seven in that stretch they're, they're better than well I, I don't know if they're better than but they should have showed a little bit more fight than than one and seven this was pre injury pre all the injuries that happened uh, especially to Otani and Trout so Houston twenty five and nineteen on the road. Um, France on the road has been solid two earned runs in less than four of his last six starts just three earned runs in those other two starts um, that, that he just missed out on the two earned on so man I think Houston is a big big gift here. Um, that should be
0: a great price okay team right on Houston love it uh, the dogs are barking the penultimate game on the show uh, is unfortunately off the board. It is the 940th and first pitch between the Minnesota Twins and the Oakland Athletics. Uh, Kent Amayeda is definitely going for Minnesota, but it's TBD for Oakland. Uh, no line. Scott, you've got all these TBD games tonight, but Minnesota versus Oakland?
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with Minnesota run line in this one. I know Minnesota's not exactly a good road team, uh, Oakland's bad everywhere. But I know Malcolm and I are fans, a small group of people. We are fans of the Maeda fan club, and he's done pretty well for us lately. So I'm going to go with Maeda, uh, who's been, once again, solid this year with the exception of the one start against the Yankees where he got shelled. But the last three starts, five innings, no runs, five innings, two runs, seven innings, one earned. He's been really good, just simply put. And Oakland, they can throw anybody out there. I'm not exactly sold on any of their pitchers besides maybe Sears in a small degree, but nothing that – substantial uh, they're a bad team i like maida i'll go with the uh twins run line here
0: uh tbdbj saying that oakland might be calling up a couple of prospects um i'll tap the door up i know i was normally good with this prospect chat um yeah i got nothing for this i generally like my oakland first five play uh if blackburn or JPC is or somebody's going uh, but yeah i've got nothing much to add to this one Lonte. Yeah, I got nothing either. I handicapped it because I saw Blackburn
2: um uh, mm-hmm. listed earlier, but uh, I guess he's not going. But if he does go, the first five, of course, and I'll probably play um Oakland if he if he's going. But outside of that, yeah, I I can't do anything without knowing a pitcher.
1: I don't know if I want the first five though because I actually like Maeda. I'd rather potentially fade Minnesota's bullpen and hope their bullpen's worse than Oakland's for a game. Yeah, but I mean, I like I, I I like Blackburn a lot. That's fair. You can take the the, earn-run prop under instead if you want to take that approach.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. The final game tonight is a 10-10. Cowboy time. Eastern first pitch between the Detroit Tigers and the Seattle Mariners. It is Eduardo Rodriguez, left-handed pitcher for Detroit, and Luis Castillo for Seattle. Plus 170 on the Tigers. Minus 200 on the Mariners. I I haven't seen a total. Or if I saw one, I forgot to write it down. Either way, uh, Lonte Tigers at Mariners. I think I yeah, see so seven. A seven. Seven. Oh wow. Seven. I, yeah, I right. lean to
1: it's, it's a flat seven.
0: Yeah,
2: I lean to Seattle, and I like the over at seven. I, I I think that's I think that's might be too low. Um, wow, seven is low. Um, I need to see a little more from Rodriguez. You know, coming off the injury, um, Seattle. I've been fading them, and I've been losing as of late. They won seven of the last ten, including four or five against the Houston team, who we all think is pretty good. Um. They've covered seven of the ten run lines, also. So they're they're winning by margin. Uh, Detroit is actually better on the road than they are at home, and so is Seattle, and that's kind of odd. They're eighteen and 20, 18 and twenty six at home on the year. But um, Rodriguez he was like rocked in his first start back by Oakland, uh, five earned runs. Before that, you know he had been pretty good. You know especially on the road in his in his last five games, uh, he didn't allow over two earned runs. But again. I got to see more. I think I'm going to ride with Seattle here. I'll take Seattle on the run line, and i like the over at seven.
0: Okay, Seattle run line then for Lonty. Scott?
1: I think I'm going to agree with the run line of plus 105. Simply put, Rodriguez has not been in good form, so I do think that he's in line to struggle. Seattle was underachieving all year long. Then they finally remembered how to play baseball, so they ended up, uh, you know, well, I, at the end of it, I think Seattle's the better team. By the way, Jay Millie, uh, Lorenzen was the tigers representative with a two and six record so he was the representative uh but for the sake of this matchup here castillo's been really really good and he's been good at home i think that at the end of the day the tigers we know can't hit if castillo went seven innings and had 10 strikeouts one run would you be shocked no rodriguez just has not been good lately seattle remember how to play baseball lately which is a good sign i'll take seattle run line at home
0: uh no underdogs give me detroit um now, obviously, Erod we handicapped him last. this uh, one start that he came back, and we all thought he was going to go really well, and then he didn't. Uh, but I still think he can. Um, but I just Casillo's last two home starts haven't been very good. Um, low-scoring game. total is sitting at seven and in a low-scoring game, and it's you're talking one swing of a bat. Um, and I'm still not sure about Seattle this team. They're the they're, they're on the list with the Padres and the Blue Jays. Uh, and the White Sox and all those teams that are horrible to take. So um on the grounds I was I had a list of dogs as long as my arm, um I thought I might as well add one more to it here. Um with Detroit the plus 170. I think they're going to be live in this game. Um and that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, has got us to the end of a 15 game card. I enjoyed that. I am fully enthused for baseball again. Clenched fist Sydney, I'm excited. Um lock and dog time, Lonte, you can lead us up.
2: Yeah, so I'm gonna go. Uh, let me see for my lock. I had a few. I'm gonna go with uh, Corbin Burns minus one seventeen. I see minus one seventeen uh, right now. Hold on, let me see if I can find something better. Um, you see anything better than that, Scott?
1: Uh, no, it's pretty much it. Maybe one fifteen. A yeah, place, so I'll take I'll take the one
2: set I'll take the one seventeen since it's more widely available. Uh I like Burns, don't like Ashcraft. That's pretty much the end of it. I know he pitched well in his last two starts, but a, again, man, I mean, we went through the numbers earlier. Uh, I know you guys are, are big fans of Ashcraft, but
1: I'm not I'm not a big fan. But I'm pointing out that he's been better lately.
2: Yeah, he has, but just overall totality wise, he's just he hasn't been as good um as, as those recent outings. But uh I think Burns having success against Cincinnati's lineup um early on i think that had, i think that you know comes back over so i like milwaukee uh, minus 117 as for my dog i'm going to go with what am i going to go with I, I i got so many um i'm going with houston man self explanatory yeah. fade the halos
0: yeah, that um your luck has made me sad, Lonty. Um, unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you, you've off, you've offset it with your dog, Sue. I like you off yeah. Uh, Scott.
1: Yeah, my luck in this one's gonna be the Red Sox. I found minus 120. Uh Bello I really like, and simply put, Hendricks didn't exactly put his best foot forward entering the all-star break. Pitches to contact. Red Sox have a lot of contact hitters. The Cubs are also not very good at home. And the Red Sox were surging before the All-Star break. Now, it's always tricky to evaluate the form before the All-Star break because that's what the off times for. I'm not sure if it actually matters. But Boston is the better team with the better starting pitcher. That's good enough for me. I think minus 120 is too cheap. So I'll take the Red Sox money line there as my lock. And for my dog, do I want to go for the big dog or the smaller dog? That's really the question here. You know what? I'm going to go swinging. Give me the Rockies money line, that plus yes, one. That Yes, baby. Uh, I was torn between the plus one and a half, which was plus 110, which I do like a lot. I think that's a very good play. Gomber's been pretty good lately, and the Yankees once again switch hitting coaches. I'm not sure how that's going to go, but the Yankees have not exactly been good in general hitting for the last month and a half. Uh, but you're looking at the Rockies. They're not a good team, but at least Crone and Bryant are back, so they have some talent in the lineup again. Uh, I know Tovar was pretty good for the last month or so before the All-Star break. But simply put, you're looking at this line. It doesn't make any sense. The Yankees being minus 220 is an insane price. I'll purely take the value. Give me the Rockies money line at home.
0: Um, well, I've got, uh, Scott, your lock in Lunte's dog written down here. So I don't know if that's a good thing or yeah, a it's bad thing. To my
1: runner-up dog, but I decided to go for the fences. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, because I've got so many dogs written down, I was struggling to find a lock that – I mean, obviously I could give out one of the fancier prices. I do like Miami at plus uh, at even money over Baltimore. But I'll stick with Boston. Um, like I say, everyone knows that I'm a bit of a Brian Bellow stand. So uh, Boston at minus 120. And my dog was going to be Houston. But I think if you play any of these, you start with Miami at even money, Philly at minus 105, Pittsburgh at plus 105, Cincinnati at even money, Cleveland plus 130, Colorado plus 180. Detroit, plus 170, and add Houston in. If you play all of them, we're picking up three or four winners, definitely. But well, It's profit to be had. Officially, I'll give out Houston. When I fill the spreadsheet in, I'll fill it in with Houston Astros at plus 135 as my dog. Uh, but, yeah, we can get rich tomorrow. This uh, My down payment for my flights to Vegas are coming tomorrow night. Um, and that is it. Uh, cheers, boys. Scott, anything else you need to tell us before we crack on? Not really. Doing a Wim- I just recorded the
1: Wimbledon show, so gonna have that posted at some point in the next hour. Besides that, not really much else. I know you have a Premier League podcast, which I have to edit too, so you got you that. do.
0: Going. Yeah, we just done an hour on the Women's World Cup. Hey! Uh, that starts next Thursday in Australia and New Zealand. The USA are the plus 350 favorites for that, so listen to the show. Uh, find out if we like them or otherwise. Uh, that's me. Lonte, what you got going on? Yeah, oh, nothing Panama?
1: Couldn't beat Panama? Come on, guys. Get it together, man. I heard they had the B team, though. I thought. Yeah, I'm sure they did. Uh, they, I don't know why they're not trying in the Gold Cup, but uh, ridiculous. Yeah. Panama? Yeah. Uh,
2: Come on. I, yeah, I don't have I don't have anything exciting like like you guys. I'm just going to sit here and, and watch Scott's Brooklyn Nets take my money because they've been doing it all summer league. So
0: that's it. Uh, brilliant. Uh, and thanks to everyone. The- Probably the most numbers I've ever seen in the uh, chat tonight. Like I said, you could tell there's been a few days off because everyone was thirsty for the picks, uh, and I absolutely love it. Yeah, that's enthused me a lot. Brilliant. Cheers, boys. Uh, thanks, everyone, who joined us. We'll be back tomorrow with a little lock Dog Total, Futures Friday type of thing. Um, but, yeah, look forward to tomorrow night's games and all those dogs coming in. Until then, we will see you down the road. Cheers.